Hey, Wiki listeners, it's Rachel. And Victor, did you know I host the fantastic NYC Talent Show every Monday night at the Parkside Lounge in New York City? It's an off-off Broadway showcase where you can see New York's underground performance art up close. We've got weekly special guests like Colin Quinn, Janine Garofalo, Tone Bell, and lots more. Use the code WIKILISTEN for a special discount on tickets when you go to nyctalentshow.com. That's nyctalentshow.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This is the Wikipedia page for Dopey Podcast. Welcome to Wikilisten, the podcast where we read Wikipedia pages and provide commentary. I'm Victor Vernado, KSN. And I'm Rachel Teichman, LMSW, reminding you to smash that subscribe button with your podcast guest. Just take your guest and smash him against the subscribe button. Great. Well, Rachel's improvisation aside, we do have Dave Mannheim here today, who is the creator and host of the Dopey Podcast. Thanks for being here, Dave. It's my pleasure, Victor. It's an honor to be on the Wikilisten show. I love it. <laughs> It is an honor sometimes for some. <laughs> I feel like somehow I'm complimenting you and you're putting me down for complimenting you. You're about to say it's an honor for some people. Meaning like, for me, <laughs> it's like, it's good. But if I was like Robert Downey Jr., it would be a nuisance for me. kind of thing. Dave, what's your acronym? I don't know. What is acronym? She was actually talking about the acronym after your name. Like, like ours is, mine is KSN and hers is LMSW. What does that KSN stand for? Oh, it stands for King Supernuts, which is my rap name. Nice. Can you can you spit a few bars, Your Majesty? Easily. Easily. I spit bars so sleazily. Every time I rhyme, it really pleases me. Nice. I like it. And you're a, a licensed social worker over there, Rachel? Yep. Yep. What, what does the M stand for? Master. Yeah, that's nice. I don't, I mean, I don't have an acronym. Dopey. Well, I guess I think that's that- my acronym. I, I was thinking I'm, pronoun when you asked me acronym, so I apologize. <laughs> I feel really stupid now. It's but quite all right. It. We let it play out. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for we're that. Gonna, we're going to start reading this page. Here we go. Dopey Podcast. 
Dopey is an American self-help and comedy podcast about personal experiences of substance use disorders and addiction. The show is anonymously hosted by Dave Mannheim, a person recovering from substance use disorder based in New York City and was formerly co-hosted by Chris, a fellow person in recovery and graduate student from Boston, Massachusetts. Dave has described the show as being about drugs, addiction, and other dumb sh**. Is that accurate? That's how you describe the show? Drugs, addiction, and other dumb sh**? Usually just drugs, addiction, and dumb sh**. But once in a while, we said other dumb sh**. So I think that's how it made it into Wikipedia. I'm still feeling a lot of shame around this acronym business, Victor. Can you help (laughs) me out with that? I really can't. I'm so sorry. But maybe Rachel can because she is a licensed therapist. Yeah, Rachel, um, can you can you do some work on this thing for me? <laughs> uh, no, me but out? you but but you can do the work on it. Oh, gross. Ugh. Okay, let's get to the second paragraph. Wait, Sorry, we asked. <laughs> yes, but I have a question though. It says it's anonymously hosted by Dave Mannheim. Yeah, yeah. Do you want me to explain that? Yes, please. Okay, I think I get it. But I mean, Rachel, go go for it for Rachel. Well, I'm stupid, so I want to know. <laughs> No, I appreciate that, Rachel. And Victor, I think whatever your assumption is probably isn't right. Mm. It's just we we actually started the show anonymously. The show was hosted by Dave and Chris. We didn't use our last names, mostly because everything in the show was about heroin addiction and and crime and we did uh, as heroin addicts. And then we talked a lot about recovery also, but it was mostly just about like the dumb of being full on heroin addicts and I had a little kid at the time and I didn't want her friends to Google Mannheim and see heroin. And Chris was in school to become a PhD, like a a psychology, uh, a PsyD, PhD, whatever it is. And he had it in his head that if you Googled his last name, that the stuff that he had admitted to doing on Dopey would interfere with him getting his credential. So we kept it anonymous. And we never even used pictures of ourselves. We always put a dopey logo over our eyes. And Chris died in in 2018. And I still kept it anonymous. I kept it anonymous until I went on Mark Maron's podcast because Mark Maron was just like, you're an idiot if you keep it anonymous. So I stopped keeping it anonymous after that. All right. Well, you're right. My assumption was wrong. I thought it was anonymous because usually in recovery, it's like it recovery is anonymous in general. And I thought that's why it was anonymous, but I was wrong. So there we go. I figured your assumption was that like how I didn't know what an acronym was. I didn't know what anonymous was. <laughs> and I just totally used my last name for no reason. No, I just thought that because like how Alcoholics Anonymous was anonymous, I thought you're emulating that. We were both 12 step group members, but it was really just out of fear. It also gave us like a cushy feeling of invulnerability because our last names weren't attached. Ooh, I totally we love get that. that. Rachel, shall we? Initially conceived as a show about the humorous side of addiction, specifically excluding stories about recovery, the focus has changed over time, especially following Chris's relapse and overdose death in July 2018. As of 2019, Dave hosts the show alone with occasional celebrity guests. Yes, I think that's all true. But I mean, I was hosting the show alone as soon as Chris died, so we can say that. And we do occasionally have celebrity guests. And we didn't specifically exclude stories about recovery. We just didn't want Dopey to be an annoying recovery podcast the way there are 
several annoying recovery podcasts. We wanted it to be just a raw drug stories podcast because we figured there was no really great drug stories podcast. But the irony was as soon as we did our first episode, it was obvious we needed to say we were in recovery or else it just felt like we were glorifying drugs. And since we were in recovery, we didn't want to be glorifying drugs. I understand that. You know, one of your friends and my friend, Keith, he knows me from one of my crazed out stories, which was, I was on, I would say weed and alcohol, but it ended up being a night where I almost got stabbed. (laughs) What happened? (laughs) You know, it's hard to explain, but basically I went to a bachelor party and then security at a strip club was unhappy with me at one point. Okay. Yeah. I think uh, I'll send you the link. It's actually online. You can <laughs> watch the yeah, Send me the link. I want to see what happened. <laughs> yeah, you can hear the whole story. <laughs> Wiki listeners, uh, please, why don't you listen to this message and help support Wikilisten? This is our commercial break. Nice. Wiki listeners, thanks for listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't usually do the lead in. I know you're supposed to do the other thing, but you didn't do anything. So I just did it. All right. All right, Dave, it's time for you to read the first paragraph and history. Awesome. Dave and Chris first met at a drug rehabilitation center in Connecticut in March 2011. At the time of the show's debut in January 2016, Dave had less than six months of sobriety and Chris had less than two years. Dave worked at a Jewish deli in Manhattan while Chris managed a sober living facility while studying for a postgraduate degree in psychology. Both were users of heroin as well as other drugs and had numerous relapses between them. Um, This is mostly right. The show started in 2015, Uh but for some reason the records say 2016, but it it was in the fall of 2015. We started, I think I had four months clean when we started and Chris had had about two years and I worked at Katz's, I still do. And Chris worked at a sober living until he, well, he, he died when he worked at the sober living too. Uh, and he was, he had just completed his master's and he was on his way to his PhD. And we were both users of heroin as well as other drugs. And we both did have numerous relapses between us. So I'd say it's mostly correct. That's pretty good. I mean, often when we have people on here reading the Wikipedia pages associated with them, uh, there's usually a lot of discrepancies. Yep. Now, that would be fun, you know, and I could be indignant and stuff. But no, I think our story is very easy to to document. And I don't even know how I have a Wikipedia page. Uh, I was very excited when I discovered it. But I think it probably came out right after This American Life did the piece about us. So I have a feeling that whoever listened to the This American Life piece got the information pretty straight from there. And then, um, you know, pumped it in. I feel like, one, there is a way to find out exactly who put the Wikipedia page up there because you can trace it all the way back to its very first edit and creation, which is interesting. And two, I've got to go listen to that This American Life episode. Wow. Okay. It's it's really really pretty good. Uh, Very sad, but good. They do great work on that show. It's a really good storytelling. I like it. Yeah, check it out. The show's edgy humor and rambling tone was inspired by the Howard Stern show and focused on sharing misadventures and war stories from their own drug histories and those of listeners. Dave and Chris explicitly avoided recovery stories, which they considered boring. 
As the show grew in popularity, it reached 40,000 monthly downloads and a fan base they termed Dopey Nation. Guests included celebrity doctor Drew Pinsky, WTF creator, actor, and comedian Mark Marin, Andy Dick, comedian Artie Lang, and rock musician Stephen Adler of Guns and Roses. That's pretty cool. Uh, that's all true. We've had a lot more guests since then. Mm. Who's your favorite? I don't know. I mean, I loved Mark Marin, and I love Artie Lang was was incredibly um, like I, it was a lot of just emotion because I re- we did start the show because I was such a Howard Stern show fan and I was such an Artie fan and the way Artie told his stories I was like we could do that Jamie Lee Curtis came on oh and, really uh, yeah and that was weird because really funny actually because she came to Katz's all of our best guests we got because I worked at, I waited tables at Katz's and Jamie Lee Curtis stopped by Katz's to buy her husband Christopher Guest like either a bagel or a knish and uh, and someone told me she was there and she was leaving so I like ran out the back door and I waited for her out the front door, like leaning against a post, like Bugs Bunny, smoking a cigarette, being like, oh, Jamie Lee Curtis, what a surprise that you're leaving the store right now, kind of thing. <laughs> and uh, and I told her about my podcast and I knew she was in recovery and she was like, I'm a dope fiend. And I was like, me too. I was like, you should come on the show. And she was like, I will. And I took a piece of paper out of my waiter book, you know, like a waiter pad piece of paper mm-hmm. and I wrote down the information. And I kind of didn't think anything of it. And I think I was shopping with my little daughter that night. And uh, and her email doesn't say Jamie Lee Curtis. It says something else. And I didn't know it was her. And I just thought it was some like weird person that wanted to come on the show. And she, she didn't even write hello or I met you. or She just wrote, how do we do it? And I wrote, <laughs> do, I wrote do what? And she's like, the show? And I wrote, oh, you want to do the show? And then Chris had figured it out and he called me and he's like, I think that's Jamie Lee Curtis. And uh, I was like, uh, and then I told her about the show and she was like, I don't want to do it. And she didn't want to do it because we were like having fun and laughing about the dumb shit we had done. And she doesn't see recovery as something that can be interpreted as comedy at all. So she refused to come on the show until after Chris died. And then she came on the show after Chris died crying about it. It was very emotional and crazy. But mm-hmm. um, I know that her coming on the show, and she's done a few things for us since then, and it's had a great impact just on our ability to get press and get other guests. And like people love Jamie Lee Curtis, and she's a great advocate for recovery. She was great. It sounds like that she was listening to the show even when she didn't come on it. Cause it's, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like she was connected to it by the time she came on. Yeah, yeah. But it could have been just me bothering the fuck out of her. You know what I mean? Like, I'm relentless trying to get guests on the show. It's no, one it's... of the the hallmarks of the Dopey show. <laughs> and that could be a possibility. In July 2018, Dave announced on Dopey that Chris had relapsed and died of a drug overdose. In the months prior, he had been injured while on vacation with his girlfriend, was prescribed painkillers, and soon was again taking heroin and other substances. During the podcast's 100th episode, Chris had jokingly speculated about one possible way the show could end. One of us will get injured and get pain meds and take them while doing dopey. Vice described the remark as eerie and foreshadowing to hear after his death. Dave has continued the podcast as a solo project and has no plans to find a new co-host. On February 1st, 2019, dopey was the subject of a segment on an episode of This American Life. Yeah, it's all true. Although... 
No, it's all true. He, but he didn't say that the show would end by relapsing. He just thought it would be funny and fun and, and, and exciting. He never thought like a relapse could result in his death. And I think he really took a lot of heroin. I mean, a lot of fentanyl after he got injured. He took pills and then I think it turned into fentanyl and a lot of coke. And, and you know, he overdosed from all that stuff. It was eerie and foreshadowing and, and frustrating, you know, to hear him talking about it like that before he died. And I have continued the podcast and I don't, I mean, I would love a new co-host if it was right. What I've done now is I, in the old days, me and Chris would just kind of hang out and, and tell stories and laugh and be done with the show. Nowadays, I tend to do more long form interviews with people but I want the show to still f feel like chill. So I have friends on at the beginning and the end. So like, I haven't found anyone that I think should be the permanent co-host. And also it, it makes scheduling much easier if I'm the only person that I have to schedule and then I just take who else I can get. But everything else is true. It's true. Wow. The idea that he made that prediction and things like kind of went down that way is you know, pretty crazy. When I first read that, I was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> um, man. Has, I mean, is the show that you do now kind of like a constant, like, reminder? Or is it a, a, a like, kind of like a, uh, what's the good word? Not a, not a, not a trophy, but a, what I'm trying to say is that the, the show serves as a tribute to Chris Still. I would say it, there isn't an episode that I don't mention him, mm -hmm. but the truth of the matter is we started dopey because I always wanted to have a talk show. I wanted to have a talk show since I was a kid. I used to produce TV. I used to be on TV and MTV when I was, when I was in high school, like it's what I always wanted to do. And we started making dopey because I had made a web series while working at Katz's called the last Jewish waiter about a waiter who hates waiting tables, but he wants to have a talk show. So he does a talk show while he waits tables. Like that <laughs> was the idea of the last Jewish waiter. And, uh, and Chris, and it got a lot of press and Chris was interested in that. And he was like, Oh, we should do something. So then I was like, well, we could do a talk show about drug stories. And I modeled it after the Howard Stern show. And then when he died, we had uh, X amount of, of, of listeners. We probably had 12,000 maybe 12 to 15,000 steady listeners, you know, who always listen. And I was like, am I really going to sacrifice that audience that I've always wanted, you know, and I didn't want to do that. And I, and I love making the show. So we almost stopped. My, my wife suggested we stopped because she, she knew how obsessed I was with it. And she also knew how painful it was that Chris had died, but I didn't want to stop. And what I kind of said to myself and I said to the audience was, I'll stop making the show when it sucks or it's just not fun or one of those things and, and I'll stop. And, and, and neither of those things happened. So I just kept going. But Chris is a part of every episode. We do two tributes for Chris every year. The sign off on the show, like Chris always said, toodles at the end of the show, which I always hated. And now <laughs> I say, I say, I say toodles for Chris at the end of every episode, which I hate, I mean, I don't mind saying toodles for Chris, but like we would always argue about the toodle sign off back in the day. So it's like a cosmic joke that he got in, in the afterlife somehow that I have to say it. I, I love that actually. That's awesome. 
Well, I will say this. This has been the Wikipedia page for Dopey Podcast. Thanks for listening to Wikilisten. You can find us at wikilisten.com and on all social media and on TikTok at Wikilisten, except for Twitter, which is at wiki underscore listen. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button with your podcast button. Oh my gosh. Your improvisation is the same. Dave, thank you so much for being on the show. We really yes, appreciate thank you so it. Much. Thank you guys. I really appreciate it too. If there's a Wikipedia page you'd like us to read, let us know. We'll read it. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.